Hey, it's your favorite podcast. Back again with Will and Spaz. Confidence. It's all within you. Hey, Lins one and all, welcome to this week's episode of Godfrey I'm your host, Matthew Williams, William Spaz, and today's episode is titled, Do Childhood Experiences Affect Our Confidence? With us this week, we have Dr. Melonia Wong and Lay Minister Sharika Anderson. Both are psychologists and counselors. Stay on and join our conversation. Lay Minister Sharika Anderson holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Psychology from University of the West Indies. She completed her Master's of Arts degree in Counseling Psychology from Caribbean Graduate School of Theology. She also holds a certificate from New Covenant Bible Institute and is currently employed as a psychologist with the Ministry of Health and Wellness. In the church, she serves as the youth pastor at our Ebenezer Tabernacle and also, she's appointed as the Parish Youth Director for Kingston and St. Andrew Youth and Young Adults Ministry. Lay Minister Anderson is truly honored to partner with Christ and is fully committed to the advancement of the Kingdom of God in the earth and looks forward with great expectancy for the manifestation of the sons of God. To know God and to make Him known is her, her life's motto. Pastor Dr. Melonia Wall holds a Bachelor of Arts in Pastoral Counseling, a Master of Arts in Counseling Psychology, and a Doctorate in Clinical Psychology from the California Southern University. She's a marriage officer, a Justice of the Peace, and a lay magistrate. She presently serves as the Senior Pastor for the Old Hope Road Church of God of Prophecy which has a membership of over 320. In addition to giving spiritual guidance, Pastor Wall has launched several community and church projects that offer skills training and educational development to enable empowerment and income generation. She has also partnered with several government agencies in order to achieve her set goal. All right. Thank you very much, Pastor Wall and Lenister Sharika Anderson for joining us today. Could you describe to me a proper child-parent relationship compared to what we have as normality in Jamaica? Sure, you can go first. Um, a proper parent-child relationship. Proper. Yeah. Proper being yeah. the key term. Um, usually the nuclear family structure where we have both parents in the household is usually viewed as ideal, but not just being physically present. It's also important that both parents are emotionally available, not just physically available, but also emotionally available. Um, they are practicing, uh, activities that will build the child you know um self-awareness self-esteem stuff like that so affirming the child so it's not just saying a nuclear family but it's important what's also important is what these parent figures are actually doing so it's key that they are engaging the child they are physically emotionally psychologically available 
as opposed to um, the reality where we have several single parent families in in maybe most cases female head of household so we have a lot of fathers being absent we do have some cases where the father is present and the mother is absent but we do have um, maybe predominantly female headed household which comes with disadvantages of its own so i would think proper means nuclear family where both parents are present emotionally and physically that's awesome i like that response the thing about it jamaica has we do have a lot of fathers and mothers who think that giving financial financial aid or supporting a child financially or giving a child a roof over the head and food on the table is enough and the nurture part for a father is not really there to nurture their child and sometimes the mothers do the same. What issues do you normally see happening within a household where the family structure is not as ideal or the family interaction is not as it should be? Um, well, what would really happen is that the child or children um, tend not to be able to express themselves. They're always sometimes in conflict because they don't know how to deal with situation. Because when you have a proper um, parent-child relationship, um, that child feels free to express his or her feeling without fear. Now, when that is not happening, that child is not able to express himself. So um, conflict is not able to deal with conflict in a proper way. Um, when you have a proper parent-child relationship, as um, Sharika says, the nuclear family, but one thing that is very important mm-hmm. is a relationship where God is the center of the family. So although there might be nuclear a nuclear family, yeah. um, when God is not a part of this family, then we're going to have serious, serious issues. But a relationship where God is there, it is tend to directed in a way that the child know the fear of God, know wrong from right from a very early age and then able to build themselves. Their self-esteem is been built by that. Um, when they are able to look at their, their parents and whatever the parents do is not a situation that says, do as I, um, do as I don't do, I think it says, but they can look at their parents and says, I'm going to do as what I see my parents do. Because so often in Jamaica, and one of the things that in my early days as child, growing up, is that we see the family will send the children off to church. Yes. But the parents will stay home. That is not good. Our children also need to see in us something to, to build them. 
So it's not just for them to be looking onto others, but a parent in a home need to say to the child, based on their action, what is it that they would want to see this child? The relationship where a child is based, um, raised, sorry, to make decision is based on that godly inference. So they see that godly inference coming from their parents. That's true. Um, in this, in Jamaica, I see it predominantly in inner city communities as much that the child, the child or children will be sent to church for sure. And the parents live a completely opposite life from that. And parents, we see where the absenteeism of fathers or the stress of a mother normally affects the child. Because they will see, children will relate this to me, you know, okay, if I ask for something, mom might shout at me, or dad, dad won't give me anything anyway, or, and they will have that, that insecurity to trust as something that they carry on throughout life. Yep. Do you see this as something affecting even adults today? Mm-hmm. It trails them. Yeah. There's a clinical psychologist, I think his name is Pernell Bell, and that argues that fathers need to be there for their children to bring the assurance that the child needs. And because the father is not there, the support and the development that the child needs becomes unstable, Um, especially in the case of boys. The, the involvement of a father in the life of a boy is very, very important. Fathers in the life of a boy is very important. Um, that study also showed that, um, that the more involved a father is in the, in, this, in the life of their son, the more likely that that child will be emotionally secure that that child will have confidence um will develop a better social connection in his adolescent life and in his adult life um the emotional and the social development of that child will improve with active engagement when the father is there and when i look at my own children I think the development of where they are today is the involvement of an active father, not just there in the home, but an active father in their life. Janelle doesn't have to go anywhere to search for love. And this is one of what, why we sometimes um, have so many teenage pregnancies as well because that child is searching for love and when the father is very active giving that child the support that they need they don't have to search so here's a girl uh, most times get pregnant the boys most times get into gang or um, drugs but when there's this father active father in their life it, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. A big, big difference. 
Um, and there's there is much evidence that many women have raised children, yes, who are disciplined, balanced, and great contribution to society, I must say. But the input of the father has great influence on the child. We can't take that away. Um, the role of the father figure cannot be disregarded. A mother cannot be a father. And so the child will always be lacking in those attributes a father would provide. The, the ability to show strength, um, to show love and care that, you know, able to balance life. There's this poem that I read when I was in high school. It was my father, my mother who fathered me. And it talked about the mother being doing everything that a dad would. And when I think about it, for sure, a mom playing both roles would become frustrated. And that that is not possible, Matthew. Uh, a woman cannot be a father. That's true. That's true. I, I remember I was talking to a parent one day and she had some issues with her daughter. Yeah. But it ended up that the daughter is saying her mother is her best friend. And I said to her, no, you are not your child's best friend. You are our mother. There are certain boundaries. Yeah. A father cannot be a mother and a mother cannot be a father. God make us with certain instinct in us that you just cannot replace that role. It cannot, a woman cannot replace the role of a father. I believe that's where the whole frustration would try to come from because trying to be both things in a child's life is impossible so it becomes a a stressing point for them yeah Yeah. and if i if i may had matthew add to the the chain of thought is that pastor was said it so beautifully with the father being absent especially when you talk to females well i guess both both gender there Mm. is this feeling of inadequacy there's this questioning Am I not good enough? Why is it that my father is not a part of my life or my mother for that matter? But there's this constant searching for love and acceptance, which also translate to other problems. So what you may find is you may find a child um, being rebellious or, or acting out in different ways. The research also show, shows that promiscuity can also be linked to absentee father because um, children can be searching for love from partners and there's just this void of not being loved and accepted which further inform their self-concept. So I am not good enough for my father to love me so chances are i'm not important i i'm not i'm not smart i'm not i'm not accepted and so we find that these things manifest as a result of the absence of of the of the father and as was alluded to earlier the mother being frustrated can lead to verbal or physical abuse and what you may find is that the the mother may say you know things that that may align the child to the worthless father which further hurts the child because the child has the desire to connect with the father but then the mother constantly 
um, downplaying or disrespecting the father also plays on the emotion of the child. So absenteeism or any kind of abuse really and truly have great and significant impact on on children. That's very true. I I did. I normally worked with at-risk youth, and one of them I remember her vividly. She was quite promiscuous, and we had to try to get her help in that sort, and try to keep tabs on her so she doesn't disappear as she would. And I remember <laughs> her saying one day when we were doing the counseling session, and she was saying to us that, saying to me that, um, my father doesn't. If he doesn't care about me, so why should I care about myself? And right. I'm like, okay, that's the link of what caused her acting out that way. And try to reconnect her father and so on. But yes, for right. sure. The abuse plays on the mind of the child that if that they're not worth it and all that type of stuff. So I believe the low self-confidence does come from that and low self-esteem what advice would you give a person who has been struggling with confidence and self-esteem as a result of abuse neglect or inconsistencies in parenting? So, the first thing is acknowledgement. So sometimes persons deny having low self-esteem or low self-confidence because of the different connotations with it. So some persons may view self-esteem, low self-esteem as being bad. So as a result, you'll find that persons are not ready or they don't readily accept that, hey, I have low self-esteem or I have low self-confidence. And we do it, they do or we do everything to mask it right so the first step i think is acknowledging that this is where i'm at my self-esteem is not where it should be i'm struggling now with low self-esteem and low self-confidence right after acknowledging it would be good for that individual to to recognize that even though that's where it is right now it can change so low self-esteem is not permanent it it can change it can move from being low self-esteem to be high self-esteem so that's the second thing i would say and then being intentional about it recognizing that our our self-esteem was not developed overnight so high self-esteem will also take time to be developed and it will take work right so it involves Maybe reading books, um, going to the scriptures, right? Finding out what God says about you, um, looking at God's heart towards you, right? Acknowledging yeah. that that the love that 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 may be lacking or the love that one is searching for, it exists in God. Because as the Bible said, God is love, right? And yeah. and he loves I, I, if I'm to be honest, when when I struggled with low self-esteem, this is what helped me. I think this is what really break that thing over my life. When I yeah. came to acknowledge that God chose me, the verse that says, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm a part of mm-hmm. whosoever. And, and he yeah. loved me while I was a sinner. Right. 
coming into that acceptance and that acknowledgement that God loves me and he has chosen me can help persons to to break the power of low self-esteem and recognizing your identity in Christ um that's key recognizing who God says you are um and understanding God's intention towards you for me those are significant steps in overcoming um low self-esteem and and self-confidence all right awesome pastor this one is for you how would you advise a parent who thinks they would like to strengthen or increase their child's self-confidence and self-esteem one i think they need to give the child room to speak without fear of criticism um or victimization or any kind of um, negative thought towards the child. Other two, there has to be set clear boundaries that governs um, the permission to speak freely. Yeah. And what do I mean is that, I don't know if you have ever seen some um, children, they will just talk anything before their parents now when you have a good relationship the parents will have to set boundaries as to what the child would speak now i would all want to say that the child will not always get it right and when the child has success or failure the parent will still need to be there for the child so yes. advising the parent is about always being there for your child in success, in failure, because this helped them in their self-esteem. Because self-esteem is about negative self-thought. So all yes. they do is just, just keep thinking negative things. So the parents, if they hear the child talking about negative things, the parents just need to keep um, replacing it with positive talk positive talk Um, the parents would also need to know that you have to use the correct measure of discipline when you discipline a child it must be done in love and there must be a clear understanding that I am doing this because I love you A parent should never take accusation against a child without first listening to the child's side. So oftentimes, (laughs) um, I never forget, and it is a a pastor is deceased now, and he used to, I call it abuse, he used to um, really treat his children so bad. Why? Because church people used to tell him, a lot of things about his children and he will just go home and he will just beat them beat them and don't even listen to what the child is saying and so oftentimes in christendom i must say that we lose our children because we allow church people to say to us what they are doing and we don't listen to their side but never take accusation against your child 
without first listening to their side. Um, you need to give the child a say in every decision you make concerning the child, no matter how simple it might be, let them have a part into you into it. You may not agree with their side, but it helps them to know you value what they are saying. So you might not, yeah. as a parent, always agree, but it is very, very important that you always listen to what the child is saying. Yeah, so I would advise the parents on that part. Thank you very much, Pastor. So this is the part that I wanted to reach so much. I was waiting so long to reach this part because in Jamaica, with the whole absenteeism of fathers, where parents become also not always the most reliable, let's say. And so persons normally have this mentality of using the earthly experiences to judge or to compare our heavenly father and so therefore even with persons who pray they normally pray with a reserve mentality that maybe my dad won't give me this maybe my heavenly father won't give me this right but on this podcast i want to be able to help persons to understand that we can move past what or have or earthly experiences are to ensuring that we see that God is perfect. So what we have experienced with our fathers to move past that. Now, how do we what would we say to persons that we can guard from allowing those experiences of our fathers on earth and parents in general to taint or view of our heavenly father? Um, first, well, I think we need to start from the point of directing them to the love of God. Yes. Because if their earthly father had loved them, that earthly father would treat them right. No, so? Yes, that's true. Now, that's true. we know that God loves us in spite of who we are and what we do so we'll have to first point them to the love of god let them understand how god loved them let them understand that who they are in christ let them understand that god is a god of compassion and god is a god of love and he he will take care of them he will he will yes sister can you have anything to add yes um I think we started off beautifully and we transitioned well, but I think one of the things that we have to understand is that yeah. our early experiences affects virtually our perceptions of, of ourselves, of yeah. other persons, and of the world and of God, right? And as such, if it is that our early experiences are negative, we are likely to develop negative perception of God. And also because the absence of a father or a father who is not fully functional 
can basically model or in our mind we can create the association that if if our earthly father is this way our heavenly father is is the same and yeah. as such it may require some amount of mind renewal right as as the bible said be he transformed by the renewing of her mind so our 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 perception our our thought processes surrounding fatherhood may need to be revisited and and redefined basically and as pastor was said this would involve going back to the word um looking at the character of god as a father not not the god that you know we have put forward as the god of judgment and the god of wrath but helping persons to understand that he's he's also a god of love he's he's also the god who is described you know in in first corinthians as love so god is patient god is kind god bears no record of wrong he loves us unconditionally so those are things that this individual would have to revisit and and not only look at it but accept it right so it would mean basically going back from square one to relearn what exactly right. fatherhood is what it should be and how it is depicted through the scripture and what god desires for us thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of godfidence it's all within you I'm looking forward to hearing your questions, your answers to my questions, and your comments. Set your reminders to drop in next week. You might even hear your answer, your question, or your comment being addressed by me, your host, Will Inspires, or a special guest. Please tune in with me every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Remember, let's not just have confidence, but God. Forbid.